Hey everyone lawyers welcome to the podcast today we are going to have a conversation with Mr Keshav Mr Pushkar Keshav Murthy Hi Pushkar what's up Hi Prasanna it's no worries that you know you mistook my name that really happens in courts as well <laughs> oh. so I'm delighted to be here Okay okay great to have you and pardon me for that <laughs> name mistake but again uh, so Pushkar is an advocate from from Bangalore and he's a commercial litigator but i will let you introduce your, yourself pushkar can you just give a brief about what do you do and what are you currently working on sure uh, as a young advocate based in bangalore my primary area of focus is on commercial litigation and arbitration so it's a dispute resolution chambers that i work with and called kamal and banu in bangalore so based on my experience i've done pro- property disputes real estate uh, transactions couple of arbitration hearings as well so i i must say i'm quite young to the profession which i think every lawyer should be till then yeah end. yeah yeah and that's what budding lawyers is for like young lawyers and practitioners and young law students so that's nothing new year uh, at least for the regular listeners they know it but we like to have conversations especially with young young lawyers obviously seniors are also welcome but yeah that's how, how this platform had started so let's start with a commercial litigation so uh, it usually like i guess it comes under corporate litigation only but a specific sector right i think i must break the myth here because unlike normal understanding of corporate litigation mm-hmm. commercial litigation is not so because mm. you have the commercial courts act mm. which came into effect from 2015 now that has been notified in multiple cities so there are very few disputes which can be referred to commercial courts act unlike the city civil courts where we can refer any dispute which you want which are uh, uh, dispute oriented right but in commercial courts there are 17 types of disputes let's say partnership agreement shareholder disputes or it could be uh, maritime disputes or it could be corporate litigation as well which you also mentioned so mm. it's one of them and not the only but the threshold for uh, any dispute to be referred for commercial courts should be not less than 3 lakhs now that is something that you know uh, you you don't have in normal city civil courts you can have a dispute worth 10000 rupees you can still go for, go before normal courts but for commercial courts the prop, the the amount in dispute should be more than uh, 3 lakhs rupees okay the uh, can i ask you why this uh, separate hierarchy of courts was established when the the matters could be referred to civil courts and get it done the idea behind this was to ensure that there is a faster mode of dispute resolution from courts hmm. because you always had arbitration which can definitely do wonders by getting what you want in a shorter span of time but commercial courts will also give you this almost the same result Mm. in a, in a much efficient manner so therefore commercial courts was established to ensure that the same dispute which you, which you have could be resolved in a much quicker manner and there are few judges who will not be well versed with let's say uh, maritime law or mercantile disputes or it could be ipr ipr litigations so if you have a designated commercial court with trained judges then it's much easier for the litigants the advocates and also the judges themselves mm. so that the dispute is that uh, resolved quickly right so uh 
would you like you are also a young lawyer but is it good for a young lawyer to start in commercial courts first to build his practice he can uh, can he build a quick practice over there because uh, the area is so niche and there are you know specific types of matters only which are referred so you don't have a vast um, a region where you have to explore learn and read a lot for example if you go like a proper civil uh, lawyer or a criminal lawyer it's a like completely a different game like it's a ocean in its in itself to learn and um, that's why you need a lot of experience there to build something so will uh, this help you like because it's a, a smaller niche i must say yes and no hmm. uh, because from a from personal perspective i i i was a general civil practitioner when i started off hmm. but now off late from the past 3 uh, to 4 months uh, is where i'm exclusively uh, dealing with commercial litigation because as a practitioner young practitioner it matters for, if you know the subject and and procedure first so i would say practicing in general civil city civil courts would be much better than directly jumping into commercial courts but i must say that for younger practitioners commercial litigation as what you can specialize is something that you know you could explore because this is much faster way that you can learn than the civil litigation that being said i would say do the civil litigation first and then come to co- commercial litigation or you can do it parallel absolutely that's exactly what we are doing now mm-hmm. great so uh, what is the hierarchy uh, in commercial courts now in wherever the the government has notified this commercial courts act hmm. uh, su- such as bombay delhi or uh, mumbai hmm. now when you bombay have a dispute you oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but we often refer to bombay mumbai you get that yeah yeah let's say i have a uh, dispute with uh, one of my neighbors and it's something to do with rent hmm. and it's a and it's a commercial property in which uh, i'm the landlord so when i have the dispute with the, my tenant i could probably take them to the commercial courts in bangalore now if at all i lose in that or if i have a grievance against one of the interim order they can i can go before the high court now in the normal circumstances in civil litigation you exactly do the same thing but here you have designated commercial division courts in high courts so that let's say there are few high court benches let's say court number 5 court number 6 which are exclusively for commercial litigations so your mm-hmm. your appeal or your next stage of uh, case will not go before any random bench in high court there will be a designated commercial bench and that's exactly how it moves up the ladder okay so even there it's quite faster then because you have a uh, separate court so i think even uh, in c- proper civil uh, court if we go to then there is an additional hierarchy because uh, these rent if we take this matter like rent car then there is small causes i think like small causes court there the matter goes first right it depends on no, the matter it, but it depends on the the amount involved amount, as well yeah, because huh. small cause court hmm. now there are something known as rent court tribunals or rather hmm. rent dispute tribunals which are there in few states which is extremely pre- prevalent in maharashtra you have a separate legislation for that that's not the case in every other state so let's say a rent dispute in bangalore it it may go before the tribunal or it may directly go before the courts commercial courts depending on the financial nature of it 
and the commercial nature of it. Hmm, hmm, hmm. So usually these are the lowest uh, layer of the quotes, and then uh, if there's an appeal or you know, as you said, uh, uh, for an interim order, so if you want to take it to the higher court, then it's the uh, city civil court, right? No, from the city civil city civil court itself is the commercial court. Like how you have I courts designating hmm. as separate benches, hmm. city courts would have designated few courts as commercial courts. So from these commercial courts, directly you'll go before high court. No, no, no. Yeah. So you will not go. Yeah. For commercial courts, this is the hierarchy. I was asking if uh, people go for the rent control, you said these uh, specific courts or small causes. Then after small causes, uh, the appeal is to the city civil, right? Absolutely. Hmm. So uh, then after the city civil, it's high court and Supreme court. So there's an additional hierarchy in a uh, general civil court uh, system, which is Correct. not there in the civil, uh, commercial court. Exactly. Okay. So let's uh, come to the procedure now. Like how do these courts work and what is the procedure established inside the courtroom? Uh, can you tell us like, uh, you must have witnessed many courts working like you must have appeared in this court, right? Yeah. So unlike the normal city civil courts, hmm. uh, there are many procedures which are additionally provided in the commercial courts. For example, let's say you file your, your suit and you have your plaint. Now, once the pleadings are exchanged, you have something known as statement of admission and denial of documents. Now, this is a stage where let's say we both are in dispute, you can admit certain documents of mine and I can dispute certain documents of yours. Now, this stage is something that, you know, you will not get in city civil courts or in general context. Apart from this, you also have summary proceedings, which are also there in CPC in, in normal city civil court. But here, certain commercial courts will also prefer having a summary dispute, which can take place, let's say, in six to eight months than a normal civil trial, which may take three to four years. And you also have something known as pre-institution mediation, hmm. which is a mandatory requirement before you initiate any civil civil suit in a commercial court. Now this, when I say mandatory, there are a few judgments of various high courts which have uh, contradicted this view and said it is not mandatory. Of course, uh, that is the position of law, but only when the remedy is not quicker is when you can wave off that pre-institution mediation and you can directly come to the commercial court. If not, you'll have to exhaust your six months time in, in, in the, in the pre-institution mediation. Achha. So these are the couple of uh, distinguishing factors. Hmm. And uh, I, I wanted to know how these courts work. I mean, is there a separate uh, working inside the court? Like for example, um, tribunals work differently. There's consumer boards, uh, boards, I guess. Right. So these work differently. Yeah. Huh. Forums. Forums. So these work differently. So is it like like uh, they have certain different uh, working procedure then, or it's just like another uh, city uh, civil court? I must say that uh, commercial courts are not different in terms of their secretariat staff or you know their normal working. Hmm. But let's say you want uh, a certified copy of a particular order of, of, a, of a commercial dispute. Now, if you have to go before the normal city civil court, it will take a lot of time in you getting that exact certified copy. But that's not the case in commercial courts. At least in Bangalore, this is the case, where if you want something urgently, you will get it urgently. 
So, which is not the case in in city civil courts where you may have to wait, let's say, for two weeks or three weeks. Oh, I didn't know about that. Uh, plus, you need to know how uh, the procedure is of applying and getting that certified copy because it's different from different courts, right? Especially from different states as well, hmm. because what we follow in Bangalore may not be the case in Delhi. Exactly. Now, something that that doesn't happen in city courts is that uh, every court master will display a list of fifty old cases which are pending before. Now, that is not to name and shame the hmm. parties or or the commercial uh, litigants, but just to ensure that these are the fifty old cases ranging from two thousand five to two thousand ten which are not resolved. So they'll make a list of it, so that they are taken on a fast track basis. Now that doesn't happen in normal city courts because that takes, let's say, it's a suit for partition. It may take a minimum of eight years, but that doesn't happen in commercial courts, which, uh, on an average, it may take three to four years. Hmm. Right. So, do you have you seen advocates uh, specializing and practicing only in commercial courts? And is it as advisable, especially for young lawyers? to answer your first question prasanna i have seen uh, many advocates who do this where they exclusively take up commercial matters and they don't appear in city civil courts but when i say those advocates those advocates would have earlier practice in normal city civil courts hmm. which means they have the grip over the procedure they know how litigation works in india so to answer your second question whether it's advisable for a younger practitioner to directly jump into commercial litigation i would say strictly no at least from my perspective it helps you to understand from a bigger spectrum when you see a large variety of disputes let's say family disputes which will never go before commercial courts so therefore you know if you do a whole variety of disputes in a normal city civil litigation and then you jump to commercial litigation maybe in 3 to 4 months and you have your parallel practice i think that that would be advisable because there are certain procedures which overlap in both Only hmm. few things, as I mentioned earlier, will vary in commercial litigation. Okay, so how many years are you practicing now in commercial and civil litigation? It's been it's been less than a year. Okay. So I graduated last year, hmm. and ever since we had our uh, uh, enrollment and and the bar exam, so I've been I've been practicing uh, commercial litigation in Bangalore. So it's been less than twelve uh, months. Okay, so you started in lockdown itself. Yeah, unfortunately, initially we had to appear in in in. in uh, we used to get the link. Achha. Yeah, uh, uh. but now because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, we used to we used to be uh, send the Zoom link or the the courts link through which we started off, and now in 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 the small break we also had in person hearings, but now we are back to square one where we have to appear online. Acha. So, uh, but you must have interned before, right? So you must have visited the courts physically. Yes, uh, because primarily I've done all my internships in litigations, be it under a senior advocate or under uh, chambers or under a law firm. So since I've primarily done litigation internships in the past during my law school days, hmm. uh, stepping into litigation now was not a big nightmare. Hmm. But uh, as they say, waiting is a pain. and that happens even in online hearings yeah i mean i just asked because uh, you know how a commercial courts work and all you, you have seen personally that's what i wanted to know 
Yes. Okay. So uh, technically, you have just a year of experience as an advocate, but uh, since you were interning from like uh, you must have two, two, three internships before the before graduating, and you said that you had it only in litigation most of the time. So from whatever you have learned. can you guide the young lawyers or young uh, law students who are planning to step into this what are your important learnings you gained from any mistakes you made so the best thing that i got from my seniors was to always carry the bear act hmm. now that is something that i i did not do in my initial years let's say in first and second year of my law school when i did my internships but later on i realized that having a bear act of cpc or crpc or evidence act is is of utmost importance so i would strongly recommend having the bear act always or beat the constitution of india if you are practicing in high courts but a trial litigation is something that you know i strongly recommend for anyone who wants to jump into litigation and then they may have an appellate practice apart from this i followed having a diary which i maintain by writing down remarks of judges which not many people do so every time a judge makes a remark in the open court which are not reflected in the order sheet let's say he may say oh, why is there a delay and the advocate may say the delay was because of so and so reason and the judge says no this reason cannot be justified so what the judge is doing is discretionary and based on circumstances so when you take care of those circumstances and make a note of it so when you appear before the same judge or probably before a different judge you will at least know what are those circumstances which may fall in your line or which may not fall so having a diary is very much important hmm. yeah and these tips are actually uh, general tips for any person who uh, is stepping uh, stepping into litiga- litigation so just not uh, for commercial or civil litigation so keep these things in in mind and these are very important things so guys uh, whoever is planning to go into litigation these are like the step, stepping stones Okay. Are there any courses or LLM programs uh, which you think are very beneficial for young law students who are planning into uh, build their practice in civil commercial litigation? From what I have experienced so far, I would say an LLM or a masters would not be of great importance for anyone who is stepping into litigation. But there are a couple of advocacy courses and and skill sets. which you can further uh, develop in the course of your studies such as if at all you want to do in abroad you have university of miami which offers a fantastic course on it and there are a couple of courses in london uh, which offer something known as bar proficiency training course or the barrister training course called btc now you can check out their websites because it's not as exorbitant as an llm and at the same time you can also have an llm degree attached to it so apart from this uh, many people do not prefer a litigation oriented course rather they probably prefer a commercial law oriented course just to fine tune their uh, commercial knowledge now for that you can probably choose columbia uh, or duke or U- university of pennsylvania or lse or cambridge or any or singapore so these are a couple of universities which aspiring students can look up to but there will be only from a theoretical perspective of course from transnational and national perspective as well but from from practicality i would say for litigation oriented not much uh, courses are available but there are a couple of online certified courses and diploma courses 
which are offered by uh, various universities in India. Mm. So that can be of interest for those uh, looking forward to it. Okay, so uh, Pushkar, you are a certified mediator. You did this course uh, from the Bangalore uh, Mediation Center, if I'm not wrong. So, can you tell us something about that? Sure. Uh, so, it was an accreditation program hmm. offered by BIMAC, uh, which stands for Bangalore International Mediation Arbitration Center. Now, this is something that I was interested from my younger days as well. But uh, while I was doing my traineeship there, I thought because commercial mediation is the next big thing. And with the coming into force of Singapore Convention on Mediation, it has gained significant limelight. So this accreditation will probably aid in my journey in the, in the days to come. So there are a couple of other uh, institutions and organizations which do accredit you know, the mediators in India. So I strongly recommend BIMAC or Ministry of Corporate Affairs, Government of India, or it could be SAMA, or it could be uh, uh, the camp, which also offers in Bangalore. So there are various courses. I think this is of great importance for younger practitioners. Okay, so MCA also uh, has uh, offered these courses, such courses, Ministry of Corporate Affairs, you said? Yes. Yeah, so it's a 40-hour course, hmm. which uh, takes place, I think, in, in, the, in the month of April, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, it could be checked upon later. So the, even they offer a, a certification course on that. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that. Thanks. Great. Um, okay. What are our last question? Please share an incident from your career, which is very memorable to you. So I must say that uh, in my professional experience in the last year, uh, appearing in Zoom was the most hectic, if I can say, because you may be prepared for a hearing, but you will always find someone who will always zoom bomb you. So it so happened that I was once appearing and someone appeared and they said, uh, uh, when is my, when is my case being called out? So probably because that person was uh, expressing his anguish on his court clerks or his office clerks, but that was heard while I was, you know, making a small, a small mention to the, to the judge and the justice and the judge who was adjudicating this case said, uh, you wait. I'll hear that them first. And it so happened that my case was never called again. So it's, it's been almost two months. So I've not got a date at all. So this is one of the most memorable experience, which probably would never happen in normal circumstance. But because of the Zoom and because of the online hearings, I think this is quite memorable for me uh, for the years to come. I was just imagining if this would happen in a physical court hearing, like you are appearing <laughs> and talking about your case and the judge says, okay, you wait, uh, let me hear them and then never come to you. <laughs> That's strange. Okay. It can only happen yeah. in online hearing there yeah. or may happen yeah. in physical court also. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> okay. Nice. Nice. Okay. Pushkar. Thanks a lot for this amazing conversation and joining us for this podcast. Thanks for this opportunity, Prasanna. It was a great pleasure of mine. Yeah, great to have you. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, if you like this episode, do share this episode with your friends, your colleagues. And uh, also check out the other episodes available here. And do follow us here so that you don't miss out new episodes. Thank you. Thank you.